now the people in the future know it was my fault. Well, we'll just <laughs> we'll, we're gonna start it now. All right. Sounds like Forgoza Media is gonna be extremely yeah, successful. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, go. a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. There we go. We got it now. Took us a minute. It's been a while since we've been on the podcast here the last couple of weeks and finally got it going. My name is Jody Burkeen. I'm the founder of Man Up God's Way and you are listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a weekly podcast that is geared toward uh, encouraging men, um, uh, getting in their crawl, making sure that they are doing what God has called them to do, and uh, hopefully they'll live a godly life in their family, in their in their marriage, in their family, and at church. Um, and we are glad that you're here. If you get an opportunity, please share this with uh, everyone that uh, you can on your social media and uh, help us reach as many people as possible. And for some reason, we're still not live. How come? Uh, I am getting, uh, I'm able to post now on Restream, and okay. I am showing live action here. All right. So it does not seem to be on my end. There we go. It looks like we're going. So it was my fault. For those of you listening, it definitely was me. <laughs> when <laughs> so, we, hey, man, you take three weeks off. I don't even know how this stuff works. When what we, is this, uh, a laptop? When we computer? prayed, when we yeah, prayed. I don't know what it is. When we prayed before the show, we didn't pray against we issues. Didn't, you're exactly right. We forgot. We didn't. All right, let's do that real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, pray. We're praying right now that you'll just take care of these technical issues, Lord. Uh, help us uh, have a great show here and that uh, we have uh, can reach everybody, Lord, on all of our social media platforms. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, there we go. So I feel like with that prayer, like 99.9% .9 of prayers he hears, but that one he was just kind of like, if Fergoza would just do his job, <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry about technical issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that too, but I wasn't <laughs> speaking out. It's a revelation. Yes, right. Well, good. Well, uh, we're going to screw this up pretty good tonight because it's been two weeks since we've actually had a podcast. Uh, I had um, COVID and then we went on vacation and yeah. and straight to vacation. Luckily, I've in my, that order, yeah, <laughs> literally in that order. Luckily, my COVID ended right on the day that we left. I guess you could say it ended and uh, had ended up having a great vacation. So it was really nice. But um, man, we're just having some streaming issues here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, we keep having. Um, some major slow connections here and i just got new <coughs> internet and everything on this thing so um we'll just have to deal with it you know i yeah. guess we're gonna have uh some some uh buffering on uh this but it will be recorded uh so if you hear this part of it you know that you can go download it on itunes and spotify or any of your favorite podcast platforms uh it will be done uh live there as well so Make sure that you join us there. Make sure, is that recording over there? Yes, sir. Okay, it's recording to the iPad? Yes, sir. Good, okay, because it's not recording here on my laptop. Nope, we got it rolling. All righty, good. Well, um, my co-hosts are here, Ben Neely. I'm glad you're here, brother. What's going on? Awesome. Glad to be back. Glad you're, glad you're back, man. Yep. You're I'm looking sabbatical. good. So how much weight have you lost? I, so I, I'm still 215, 216. I'm not losing anything. I'm just... You put on muscle. I'm not gaining. 
Yeah, but you started running and stuff yeah. too. That's I've gonna been, add, I've been running. The problem yeah, is that's gonna the, add some muscle. The problem is on vacation it was easy for me to run three days because you know, I gotta be at work at seven in the morning, which right. means I gotta run at like four thirty in the morning and I just cannot get motivated. But now that it's cooler, right, and it's in the eighties, I'll be running at night and you'll see some gains. But right now, I mean, since since I was on the show before I haven't gained more than two pounds, and I'm back down to where I was. So I'm learning to maintain. That's learning. awesome. My diet is good. My diet is spot on. I lost 15 during COVID, and then we went to family camp, uh, which, Ben, you went with me. Uh, family camp is this, literally, it's church camp for the whole family for yeah. for six days, and they feed you like kings, and I put on nine pounds. So yeah. <laughs> I lost a pound. Six, did you? Good for you. I would you have lost well. more on vacation, but the last two and a half days, I went scorched earth. <clears throat> did you? I did. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I, I talked to a couple other people that went with us. We had 14 families go from our church, and uh, we had a couple people go. It's called Life Action Family Camp, and uh, some of the guys put on 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You can uh, easily gain it really quick. There, you know, we should so. probably tell people that are listening, to this isn't our normal night. Right, They're exactly. used to hearing us on Monday nights. We had Jody had something going on Monday night, right. so we postponed it till tonight. But we'll be back on next Monday. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah we'll be back every Monday night, eight o'clock, eight to ten is our typical uh, time here. So, for Goza, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Same old, good. same old. Just rocking it. I gotta give a shout out to Ben. I know you're not losing weight, brother, but you're you're gonna be gaining weight. You're kind of at a. You, you got to start measuring your um, BMI. Yeah. And start measuring your, you know, um, how much muscle you're putting on. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I haven't seen you in two months, roughly. Yeah. And you, you look drastically different. Yeah, it's the first yeah. thing that you said. And I, yeah. weigh, I actually weigh about a half a pound to a pound more than the last time yeah, you it's, saw Yeah, it's me. muscle. Yeah, yeah so right. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want to encourage you, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just, you look... Not dr- a lot of muscle, Thank but you. there is some muscle. Yeah, well, not a lot. Like, I've always been a muscle head. <laughs> very little. Very little muscle, but there is some. But yeah. Very little. You'd, if you lose that 15 pounds on that noggin, dude, you'd look really good. I know, you know? dude. <laughs> Seven and five eighths hat with no hair. <laughs> We're doing a really bad job of affirming each other. Anyway, well, the are. point of the show is to affirm one another. Just the Man Up God's Way podcast, where we throw a stumbling block in front of everybody. <laughs> it's a nice logo. I like it. You feeling good about yourself? Just yeah. wait five minutes. Yeah. Uh, I golfed. Uh, I golf every Wednesday with a business partner of mine and a couple other buddies. And it turns into, you know, the first hole is all the niceties are there. Second hole, by the third hole, everyone, you everybody know, just talking, trashing, trashing each other. Yeah. yeah, everyone's trying to win. So at this family camp, they have these games every like. So you go to you go to breakfast, then you go to church, and then you come back and you go to lunch, and then from lunch to dinner. In between that time, um, they have family events or they've got games out there to play. Everything from cornhole to can jam to polish beach volleyball beach volleyball everything man i was trash talking all week long that's all i did was <laughs> trash talk all my guys playing all these games and having a great time so uh for goza who's your guest here with us so this is stephanie chavez she's a web developer for Fergoza media and uh, does her own thing on the side too she's in from mexico working on a couple projects and uh yeah Awesome. Welcome. Stephanie, say Welcome, what's up. Stephanie. You got a mic. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, we look forward to uh, 
you actually helping uh, Fregosa look better on his website. That's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and working on that. And, and giving some class to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, well, this week we, um, unfortunately, we had a guest uh, for Monday night, but I ended up getting um, uh, wrapped up in something that I, I couldn't get out of. And so... Uh, we've got a, a podcast tonight that we just uh, we're going to go over the last couple of weeks and just talk about things that are going on in, in life. Social stuff, uh, some faith stuff, some stuff that's just going on uh, in the world today and uh, and kind of see where we go from there and uh, just kind of spitball it. So if you guys are listening tonight, normally we do have guests and we've got some great guests coming up uh, here pretty soon. And uh, we just want you guys to uh, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast uh, in the f- in the near future. Matter of fact, starting Friday morning, we're going to start doing Bible studies that we'll record and then we'll post those on our Bible on our uh, podcast as well. So um, not only will it, will it be a variety show that we have on Monday night, but we're going to start adding content, biblical content for uh, everyone to, s- to listen to and to kind of hopefully grow on the grace and knowledge of Jesus Now that's going to be on the app, correct? That will be on the app. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be doing that. Uh, if you don't have the app, make sure that you go to iTunes or Google Play and download the app. We've got a new app through, it's called Man Up God's Way, and it is a interactive community app. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to move men toward that app. Um, you know, social media is getting crazy nowadays. Uh, we have control over the app. Uh, we don't have Facebook banning us and uh, ghosting us and, and keeping us uh, keeping the man down, so to speak. So uh, our app gives us that opportunity to make sure that we're reaching more and more people. Uh, we currently have almost uh, 400 guys on there, and um, we hope that you'll join us as well. It's a uh, it's a great app, man. We've done. Uh, I'm excited about it. It's been really really good, and uh, hopefully you guys will join us. So now that's correct me if I'm wrong. That's how they're supporting us as well. Exactly. Correct. Yes. There is a cost to the app. Yes. Um, but that's how you're partnering with us. That's how you're stepping in and coming alongside us and saying, hey, I love the I love the podcast. I love what you guys are trying to do. I love um, the cause. And, uh, you know, let's build a community. Let's be a part of it. Exactly. The app is so good. I mean, we're spending tens of thousands of dollars a year on this app. And all we're doing is asking you to help us just, you know, cover the cost of it, uh, partner with us. It is a nonprofit organization. Um, and so um, as you feel led to, we would love to have you there. It's safe place. You don't have all the junk that you do on Facebook. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the other, uh, different, uh, platforms. So we'd love for you to join that on iTunes and Google. So make sure you check that out. It's a really good, I will, we, I will some say big stuff coming up on it too. I ditch. So every once in a while I'll do like a, you know, just ditch all my social media for a little bit just to kind of cleanse the palate, if you will. But I'll usually keep the man up app and you can still hop on there and you get a little meme action so you get like a little bit of right. dopamine but not all the dopamine right exactly <laughs> it's like yeah. just a little hit yeah well we're going to we're going to start throwing content in there for bible studies for discussions um you know for growth not necessarily just knowledge we want guys to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus and um you know not for knowledge sake but for application sake we want to change our lives so, so if you really, if, really excited about it if you guys remember back in january right at the first of the year i got off facebook i was never really using instagram right. or twitter i would use twitter to look at like some sports personalities some uh, uh like espn personalities that i wanted to hear their opinion about stuff but 
I don't even think about it. Like I don't even yeah. think about being on Facebook anymore. That's good. For I mean, you. it's been what eight, eight, nine months, eight months now, right? And I don't even think about it. I thought about it a little bit when we were on vacation, mm-hmm. just to see what everybody was posting the pictures. But we right. had, you know, we got a, we had a group in group me, right? Stuff like that. I don't even think about it anymore. It's and it's it's freed up so much time. I have I have really, especially with Facebook, man. I've just gotten so tired. Of, we've got um, we've got eight hundred seventy five thousand followers on our main page, which that's uh, men and women, and then we have a private group of men only with 47,000 men mm-hmm. and it gets crazy on that thing like it's it's daunting just trying to keep up with all the craziness going on you know I, I bet I ban 30 40 well, guys a week 20,000 20,000 of them are disguised as but they're really women right yeah the probably way so. they, the way that they moan and complain and do some of the things and say some of the things they do you're exactly right it's funny so um anyway download our app we'd love for you to be on the app it is a great app we're really excited about it and god's doing some great things about it uh, with it as well so um you know one of the other things that we're excited about and then we'll get into some discussions here is um we just received um i talked about this a few uh, about a month or so ago but we finalized the paperwork on a uh, uh a gym and property in seattle washington and so that has uh, come to fruition, and uh, we're really excited about that. We're actually going to start uh, planning a conference up in Seattle. Uh, that will happen uh, probably in the fall, and we're really excited about that. We've got four or five churches already involved, and uh, we'll be traveling up there to, uh, to do a conference. So I'm excited about that. My um, ministry partner, Tate Jordan, has... Uh, finalize that got that all secure and uh we're excited about what yeah. god's gonna do there and, and we got some big stuff happening here too so i'll be uh, i can't wait to divulge some of the information that i've got going on that god is really uh really working behind the scenes so uh be praying for us we need all the help we can get so so um this past week like i said i was at uh, family camp and you know i've been going this is my 16th year that we've gone and this one one of the most consistent things that i've ever done with my family especially my kids my older kids have grown up there um we go every year my younger kids now my twins uh, which are 11 years old have also grown up there and um you know i want to continue to take them but every year that i go god has just really showed me um um something major it hasn't been just like um you know read more or you know love your wife more or something it's always been something major like a couple times um the very first time i went he showed us that we were supposed to homeschool and uh man we started homeschooling our our older kids which are 20 and 21 now uh, but they were five and six at the time so we started homeschooling them um other times he's led me from one church to another. Uh, next time he led me to start a church. And um, this time he's the, the um, what I really got from the week is probably for the first time in about six, or eight months as a pastor, I spent a lot of time studying and it is um, it's, it's usually for knowledge It's for Sunday morning. It's usually to, to just, give the audience and give the congregation something that uh, goes along with scripture. And I, I preach expository. So that means I go verse by verse makes preaching really easy because all you got to do is just dissect the the scripture. But a lot of times I want to add 
you know, stuff in there, whether it's history or um, theologians uh, thought process or sometimes conjecture, you know, just to add to the story of what's going on there. Not that I have to add anything, but maybe it's a personal experience or something that's going on. So for the past six or eight months, man, I have just that's all I've done. Plus, I'm going to school. And so I'm, I'm just reading for knowledge's sake. And I really have gotten behind in my, you know, just spending time with God, my daily devotion. And almost, it's been almost eight months that I've just sat down and read my Bible, just for me. Not necessarily the scripture that I'm getting ready to preach, but just another. Um, I had four of the five mornings that we had, I was up by 6.30 reading my Bible mm -hmm. every morning. Yeah, uh, I saw you always down by the lake. Yeah. That, at least a couple of times. Yeah, man, and I just got down by the lake and uh, this place called Life Action Family Camps in Buchanan. It's a beautiful place. I mean, you go up on the campus and you just feel the Holy Spirit just kind of take over and it's like a throwback to the 70s. There's no TVs, no radios. Uh, the kids run around all day long, all night long. You know, you don't have to worry about them. And uh, it's just a really safe place and a, a place where you can hear uh, without the distraction of the noise. And so God really spoke to me about my time with him. And um, you and I talked about this not too long ago. There, there are moments that Christians have these spiritual highs and it could be seasons. Um, for me, my season was 2012 to about 2015, right when we started the church. Spiritually, I, I grew more in that five year period than I, you know, probably have. But I think a lot of times what, we, what happens as Christians is we can live off that spirituality for quite some time. And um, God reminded me this week that, man, I have got to spend more time in devotion, in seeking him, in listening to him uh, more than I have been. And so I've been reading my Bible this week, all last week, and not that I don't read my Bible, I just don't devote. And um, uh, because he heard me say something on Sunday about just you know, getting back, I, I'm always, I'm pretty honest with our congregation to just to say, man, I, I struggle, you know, I have, I have, you know, tough times too. And, um, I've been studying, but haven't been devoting. And, and that's what I preach and teach most of the time. Are you reading your Bible? Are you praying? Are you having a repentant lifestyle? So God really spoke to me last week. And I guess my point is, is that we all need those moments to get away from the noise of the world. I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed how noisy it is right now. Um, if you're off social media, to be honest, I mean, it's a quiet place. You actually get away from that if you don't turn on the TV and watch the news and, and all of that. The distractions that, that are going on right now in the world are um, pretty massive. Yeah. R really massive. I mean, you've got, you've got more information at the tips of your fingers, and you're seeing more stuff happening in places that you'll never go but you're worried about. You know, we're, everybody's worried about Ukraine. Everybody's worried about China. Everybody's worried about Taiwan. Everybody's worried about, you know, the pandemic. Everybody, you know, it's just all of this stuff that worried and uh, it takes your mind away from God. Yeah. And that's a bad thing. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed what God spoke to me this year. It wasn't, it wasn't dramatic uh, like it years past, but it was enough to, 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 to say, oh, I got to do something different. I got to change my ways because, you know, I, I, I'm, I usually run 
900 miles an hour through the week. And, you know, sometimes I'll put that to the side just because I know that I'm going to study my Bible. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'm in the word, but I'm not in the word. Do you find that you have to fight? Like, I find I have to really, really fight for that time. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially if I, if I get three or four days in a row, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm getting a fifth without a conscious spiritual battle to get the fifth right. day in a row. And, you know, to build that habit back up when the habit's rolling, like you said, there's seasons, right? When the habit's rolling, there's no issues whatsoever. And you, there's no way you're going to miss it. Like you, you're going to bed at, I'm, I'm talking about myself. Uh, I'm going to bed at eight o'clock, eight thirty. Right. Cause I, oh, I don't want to, I want to wake up at four thirty Cause I'm, there's no way I'm missing my journal time, my reading time, my prayer time. Like that's what's driving yeah, me right. throughout the day. But man, when I get off of it, there's, there is no sleep. I was talking to Stephanie earlier. Um, I got stuck playing a golf game on my phone last night till one o'clock in the morning. I've just been off my wake up early time and I've been going a million miles an hour. Or whatever mm-hmm. that will, that will numb us down from, you know, um, or be, um, small little insufficient substitutes for that time for that relaxation. Cause when I flipped it on, you know, it's like, well, I haven't really relaxed in a while. I'm working a lot right now. I've earned a break and you know, it just sucks the life out of you. It's not life giving, um, like that prayer time is. So do you find, I guess, back to the question, do you find that you have to fight for that time pretty hard oh yeah i i I always tell people all the time especially when i'm discipling them that if you don't schedule it you won't do it you know it has Mm -hmm. to be it has to be a priority i always say eat spiritually before you eat physically Mm -hmm. i prefer and i think every you know that's just my personal opinion you should get up early in the morning and do it because if you if you wait till the afternoon or wait late in the evening you're not going to do it in most cases Uh, there are some people my wife is one of them who can go to bed and read like the second I lay my head down, I'm done. Like there's no possible way I could lay down. She, she has a Kindle and she will read for 30, 40 minutes before she even goes to sleep. Um, but she does her devotion in the morning as well, but she even reads again at night. Most people can't do that. And literally what I tell people is like, you have a physical book. This is what you need. You need, you need the Bible. Okay. You need it with pages. Um, you need to take away the distractions that are um, around you, such as your phone and your iPad. Don't read the Bible on your phone unless it's just for a quick fix. That's mm-hmm. the worst thing that you can do because I always I have I have a red dot syndrome, like and a red dot addiction. Because if I've got a red dot on my phone, I'm clicking on it. I yeah. have to, I have to clear that red dot out. Like mm-hmm. right now, I've got. Uh, one, two, three, four, five red dots that I want to touch while oh, we're eating. Noti- the like, notifications. Notifi- I turn them off, saying. man. Like, You're I crazy. Have, I, I, can't, have I don't want to look at those them. Those yeah. red dots, man, the second that I'm reading and the next thing I know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm reading on my phone or my iPad yeah. or something like that. And the next thing I know, I'm like, and I have this, I don't know if you guys do it. Like when I pick up my phone, I kind of have this routine. I pick it up. I look at my messages. I look at our church app. I look at the man up app. And the yeah. next thing I know, I hit Facebook. Yeah. And if I get on Facebook or game you know, on, yeah, yeah, it's all over <laughs> after that. So what I would highly suggest is you, you take a physical Bible 
Um, I love the way that the Bible feels. I like the way it smells. I like to be able to turn the pages and you can write in it. You can highlight it. You can, you know, Mm -hmm. fold pages. You can do whatever uh, in this and it feels a lot better. So I would highly suggest that you read a Bible, get rid of all your distractions, make sure that you're not um, allowing something to get in your way. at the breakfast table and where our table is our steps come down from the upstairs and my kids can sunk when they're getting ready for school, they can come and they see dad reading his Bible. Yeah. Uh, my wife, when she comes down to get her coffee, she sees her mm-hmm. husband reading her Bible. Um, I want them, I want that to be a memory for my kids. Yeah. I'm not doing it for show, but I want them to know that every morning I'm praying for them. I'm reading my Bible. I'm trying to live a godly way. Uh, and so, I'm really excited about where God's leading me again. Um, and sometimes you just, as Christians, we forget, you know, what's important. Um, you know, spending time with God, because if I spend more time with God, what I'm going to end up doing is spending more time with people. It happens mm-hmm. every single time. You know, that I think the reason why um, <laughs> you get into like a men's breakfast um Mm-hmm. And some of the testimonies or some of the talks that just a normal guy will do are so powerful is because when you're doing that, you are normally talking about your testimony, mm-hmm. what God is doing in your life. And so I, I would imagine, I'm not a pastor, but I would imagine that it's hard weekly to, to preach always looking at yourself first. Right. You're really reading the Bible to teach others a message that God's put on your heart, whatever right. it is. And and I think probably the your your best messages are probably one where you've looked in the mirror all week and mm-hmm. you're really convicted about what you're about to preach. Right. But it it would be hard to do that every week. Here like my biggest problem as a pastor is uh is something that comes up in scripture that I'm not doing. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Like, you know, a lot of times I will, I will kind of sidestep, you know, something to where, you know, money was a big problem for me for years. And I never spoke on money for, I would say probably the first three or four years as being a senior pastor, uh, because I was having my own, I, I, I was bivocational. I wasn't paid by the church. Uh, at the time I had my own company, but man, I was just failing in my company. And, uh, no matter what I did, whether it was make a ton of money and give a ton of money, um, I, I, something would always happen. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, trying to live paycheck to paycheck and I just never could figure the whole money thing out. And that was the hardest thing to preach on. Yeah. And like anytime that something comes up, the older I get, um, and the, 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 the more that I stay in the word, the less that that happens. Um, you know, because I'm, I'm more of, I mean, you know me well enough that what I do is I work on my sin and I try to get that out of my life yeah. and then I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to disciple. I'm ready to hold other guys accountable on that same sin. Uh, but a lot of times that'll, you know, get in the way of, of really preaching a good message because either I don't know how to do it. Um, I'm not quite there yet, or I haven't even gotten in the ballpark yet. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest struggle, but expository preaching allows me to 
to just go straight at the scripture. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can just, I can use scripture and never, it doesn't even involve me whatsoever. Um, which is probably the better way. I, I heard one pastor say, or one theologian say, if you don't know what to preach, just preach the scripture. Yeah. You know? Well, it makes it, it makes it very, I mean, I forget what the statistic was, but you had given us a statistic, uh, a while back on how many men in church are actually reading their Bibles. And it's oh, far, it's... far and few in between. Actually, when someone, when I meet another man who really knows his scripture, I'm usually yeah. like, dude, okay, you're reading. Right. Wow, I found one. Okay, someone else is reading. Well, what do you, th you know, and then you can sit and talk to him for hours about, right. well, what do you think about this story? And have you, you know, have you heard the, you know, the the hand of everyone who's sitting in the pews to be like, all right, I guess we're going through the Bible. Right. You know, it's not some, well, you know, I had this on my heart. We're talking about loving your neighbor today. And then you jump around and find right. six or seven different, you know, scriptures that support loving your neighbor. I uh, literally have been in Acts since January and I'm in chapter nine. It's awesome. So what people don't understand too is expository preaching is that it, it you, people get intimidated by listening to somebody that does it really well, but it's basically, what does it say? What does it mean? How do you apply it? Right. Exactly. It's the, it's easiest. the easiest way to if preach. If you can just answer those three questions. Yes. That's, that's what it is. And I, that, that's not, I, I, I need to, I need to say this. That's not, that's something I was taught by my friend mm -hmm. who's, assistant pastor right right what does it say what does it mean how do you apply it mm -hmm. that's that's expository preaching yes exactly you know but and but people just don't want to don't want to do it well, and there are listen there are places for topical preaching sometimes right. and still not getting away from what well, the scripture I, I did said. that there in Roe versus, yeah. Roe yeah. versus Wade you know when that yeah. that thing came out I went to the church and I said what are you gonna do yeah, it's time. You know, you've been praying, you've been praying, you've been praying. Now we've got a door. You know, a foot in the door. It's time to do something. Right. You've got to. You got to move. Um, and so that was a topic that I preached on that day. I just split it right down the middle from from Acts. So, um, you said something just a second ago. And what's what's great about expository preaching for me is that when a topic does come up, I can unload on it. You know, yeah. whether it's, you know, a sin issue or an application issue or a doctrinal issue, I can unload on it. And I'm not cherry picking what I'm picking on that week, you mm -hmm. know. So sometimes you'll get, um, you could do a, a marriage series and the next thing you know, you're beating the guys up for four, you know, sermons in a row. Mm -hmm. And then girls keep doing a good job, you know, on the fifth sermons, you know, yeah. so uh, it's not always good. One of my favorite things about it is it always gives me an insight to the context of, you know, what was going on during this time when it was written? Right. Who was it written to? Mm -hmm. Why was it written? Mm -hmm. What was the intent? That's why I know? start every, because I do books. I, I do the whole book, and that's why I start every, the first sermon is, you know, why did Luke write Acts? And mm -hmm. when did he write it? And what was he writing it about? And, you know, what the context is behind it? And then... And then who and, he and is who and he how is. he fits yep. in the story and exactly. all that stuff for believers is incredibly important. Um, I've gained more faith from that type of preaching style than any other preaching style of, you know, hoorah, go get them, or this is the new application for how you take on, you know, this particular problem. 
it, the Bible is one of these things that is just like every little verse is referencing another verse. It has so many different connections all the way through it, but you're not going to see that unless you're going through it in that fashion and um, and making those connections and having those aha moments of like, what? Right. Um, I write them in the back of one of my journals, um, like uh, knowledge bombs or, you know, um, spiritual grenades or whatever it is, you know, things that just like one of the first ones I, I um, held on to as a new believer was a shepherd um, lying in the gate mm-hmm. when Jesus lies in the gate. And uh, shepherd's pens used to be, uh, stones, sides, yeah. yeah, stones, and the shepherd would literally lie in the gap where a mountain lion would come through right. if to try to get. And um, what the shepherd's job was to do would grab the mountain lion and stab it and kill it. Like that's one of the most gangster things ever, and that's how we describe <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, dude, Jesus is a savage. <laughs> like those things, right. you need that context as you're reading, mm-hmm. um, because you know, with our American eyes and our softness. Jesus is a shepherd. Right. <sighs> Sounds like a clown to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm one of those people that when I read the Bible, I'm looking at every single word. Every single word. If something catches my eye, I'm dissecting it word by word because, man, there's gold in there. Yeah. You know, we talked, I think we talked, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago about one of my favorite one of my favorite discoveries in the Bible was that uh, I love the story of Joseph, right. Genesis Joseph. I love that story. And at the end of the story, he tells his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. Right. What is the it? All that bad stuff the that evil. happened to him. The evil, yeah. God meant that to happen to him, but God meant it was going to turn it all to good, which was he he was lifted to the second position in Egypt and he saved his people and he forgave his brother. And so that's the kind of gold that I'm looking for is, Mm -hmm. is stuff like that. You know what, how how did he just say that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a a talk. You man, for Gozi, you ought to come to the our breakfast on Saturday at seven a.m., dude. I'm bringing, I'm bringing the heat. <laughs> I am. I, dude. You guys got to tell me when that stuff I'm, goes on because I'll throw it on my calendar. This Saturday, seven a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's this Saturday. I got a. I'm playing a gig for um, Serve St. Louis at seven a.m. Yeah, Friday night till two o'clock. No, <laughs> well, no, call time. Call time is uh, Saturday morning at seven a.m. That's when worship. I forgot. Calls for goes is one of those progressive Christians. Yeah, 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 yeah. single guys. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so that I, I'm trying to look at every single word that he's saying. How did he say it? What does that mean? You know, th- this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And I'm looking for that that gold in my right. life. And that's what we should be doing. I mean, everybody, when you're reading the Bible, and that's where a lot of times I get in trouble just by studying, you know, for my sermon, as I miss the the deep stuff when, you know, it's really hard as a pastor sometimes um, from the pulpit to go like, you know, the the deep end of the pool really, really quick. Sometimes you have to take people where they are to where you want them to go. And so as you grow them, and diving into the word, you can start getting a little deeper as the church starts getting a little deeper. Sometimes 
I'm just trying to give them, uh, for me, application is key. Because if you're living the life, if you're, you know, not just knowledge, you know, not having knowledge for knowledge's sake, uh, but you're living the life, that's, for me, is a true example of a Christian. You know, you're learning to live by the fruit of the Spirit. You're learning to uh, have self-control, and you're learning to love because you love God. Like, those things are... For me, the key, you know, when you when people actually start walking the walk and talking the talk, that yeah. is that's key. Ironically, like this bleeds into a lot of like I'm always watching self help and and all these different podcasts. Like waking up early sets the tone, you know, if for for athletes, for business, for for faith. Ironically, it sets the tone of what you're gonna do. And I am I've never been more high functioning than when I'm on my 4.30 wake-up calls. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm waking up at 4 o'clock, 4.30, I'm a machine. By the time yeah. I get to work, I've lifted, I've prayed, mm-hmm. um, I got a little bit of coffee in me, and I'm just going at... My my uh, boss will be like, you got on it today, didn't you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. feeling it. You right. know, it's it, And that's true, yeah. It's for yeah. everything. It's not just for faith. It's... It's just a, a cure-all. If you if you think back before we had electricity, um, sleep was a big deal mm-hmm. um, back in the day. You know, because once the sun went down, I mean, you were you're going to end up getting a headache or go blind by you know reading by candlelight or you know sitting around by candlelight. So best thing to do is go to sleep. And yeah. they would get up at at sunup. You know, mm-hmm. so it was it was a good night's sleep. For now, we stay up till you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock. I'd literally, um, Monday, uh, no, last night, as a matter of fact, I was up till 12 o'clock like a dummy. Um, and then got up at five thirty this morning. I had a Bible study this morning. Um, I gotta get you on this golf game, o'clock. dude. We could be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, uh, I've been playing, I've played more golf this year than I have in the last 10 years. So I'm actually, yeah, you guys been fun. playing. I've actually had fun. I beat, I, I found, qu- Beat I, some guys. I quit and you start playing. I know. <laughs> I was playing. I just couldn't yeah. play a lot. I right. still can't play a lot, man. I wish I could play more. But uh, no, I'm really excited where God has led me uh, last week. You know, it, it's it's one of those. It's it's like exercise. You know what to do. You know, it's like eating. You know what to eat. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with Christianity. You know what. You know how to get closer to God. Uh, I know that if I spend time devoting, matter of fact, I wrote a book about it. (laughs) (laughs) Having good quality time with God and reading your Bible, praying and repenting. And um, I think that's where, you know, we we get so caught up in, you know, trying to know the Bible instead of trying to know God. You can know God through the Bible. And that's, you know, but you can't know, you you can't know the Bible. How does that, I, I just went brain dead. You can't know God if you don't go through the Bible, uh, but you can also miss God by just focusing on the Bible. Yeah, yeah it's uh, John Eldridge really covers that yeah. well. He says, you know, how do you fall in love with a girl? Mm-hmm. Do you go to a building and take classes on her? No. Do you read mm-hmm. a book about her? Mm-hmm. No. Do you ask other people about her? Right. Uh, maybe. How do you really get to know her? You spend time with her. Yeah, that's good. The same thing with God. You know, right. can't should you be reading your Bible? Yes. Should you be going to church, not forsaking the gathering? For yeah. sure. Should you right. be talking to other people about Jesus? Of course. Right. 
But the most important part of that is spending time with him. Right. Like you have to spend quiet time with him if you really want to hear his voice, if you really want to get to know him. Yeah, I think what you were looking for was you can know the word of God but not know the God of the word. Yeah, that's good. There right? you go. Yeah. So there's plenty of people that have I mean, I I I was like that. Right. Like I have a more intimate relationship with God now uh than I've ever had. Yeah, I've you know? loved watching you grow over the last four or five years, man. It's been cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we Saturday, it'll all make sense. Amen. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That'll be good. Yeah, I just, um, you know, uh, I, when I went to camp last week, when the vacation, I, man, I was just asking God, you know, show me something. I just, you know, it's been a while since I just felt that, that you know, that still small voice in the, you know, the back of my head. And um, and he just really spoke to me last week. Um, and I, re- I realized, too, because of, of my busyness that my relationship with my wife wasn't where it was supposed to be. And so, um, you know, we had a, a couple of good talks and, uh, we still need to have some talks, but I, again, you know, as soon as I got back from vacation, um, I got up at five thirty um, Monday morning, uh, read my Bible. I was going to work by six fifteen. Uh, I didn't get back till about nine or 10. Um, you know, we were both exhausted, uh, Tuesday morning, the exact same thing. I didn't go to bed till midnight, and we just even have haven't even had a chance to to talk. I yeah. mean, today was the first time that uh, I got home about two thirty uh, from work. I do construction on the side, and uh, I took on building a house by myself like a dummy, um, and it's uh, it's actually causing more problems <laughs> than I wish. I, you know, I stepped in it big time, but. Um, uh, today I got home the first time that we were able to just hug and kiss, you know, uh, this afternoon. So I was like, dang, it's been a while. And then, uh, here we are at the podcast. Yeah, I, so, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with you that the sitting down, opening your Bible and reading it, me and Stacy like to read it together, but we're just like anybody else. We don't do it as much as we should. Right. We love to do it together. Like since I've been home from uh, Saturday morning, I bet I haven't watched an hour of TV. Like, for, like I unplugged down there. Right. I only looked at my phone when I went back to the room mm-hmm. every once in a while for maybe five minutes, maybe at night before I went to bed, I'd look at mm-hmm. it a little longer. I accidentally brought it with me down there that one day that I complained that, man, I got right. my phone in my... Remember I said to you, I got my phone mm-hmm. and I stuck it in my pocket, but I didn't really look at it. Right. So uh, my, my problem is the opposite. So I have plenty of time. I'm off work by four every day, four thirty latest. I've got time. We just don't do it sometimes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't do it more often than we do it a lot. Right. What I do do is I do listen to the Bible on CD a lot mm-hmm. to and from work. And what my my point is, as a supplement, I would suggest to people buy yourself the Bibles on CDs. Mm-hmm. I can listen to it while you're driving. And this is what I've James always Earl got Jones from. is better. Yeah. Get it, the Bible read by James Earl Jones. Yeah. So Darth no, Vader. Yeah. I need to get that. <laughs> so my, my, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There is something about listening to the Bible on my way to work when I'm not fully paying attention because I'm driving. Right. And something just jumps out of the CD player and smacks me right in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and it 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 just works. 
And so I would, I would, I would get anybody, I would, I would encourage anybody to supp- supplement their Bible reading. Always read your Bible first, just like Jody said. Open mm-hmm. the pages, feel it, smell it, highlight it, make notes. But if, you, if, if you've got a you know, half an hour to an hour drive to work, which a lot of people do, get you some CDs and just listen to it, man. That's a great idea. Yeah. I got to I gotta so, ask. What's a CD? Where, where, <laughs> where, where are we getting these CDs, CDs at? Where are you, where at, are the you? Bible, at the Bible shop, bro. You can still buy them, yeah, man. I bet you could, yeah, right. some of yeah. the Bible shops. For those shops, of you um, who that have a phone. That aren't boomers. Yeah, like I, you have my permission to download um, at the Bible app. It's free. You can uh, grab it. doesn't cost you anything. Get that yeah, on That here. actually, that'll... Right, but I've, the Bible app doesn't just play each book of the Bible. Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it does. Because I had I never right. been able yes. to find anything. So here, listen to this. <laughs> He's watching. We know you didn't know it. You I'm got 50, CDs in your I'm car. I'm 51 going on 78, bro. Yeah, listen to this. Let's see if it comes up here. Uh, Dwell is another one that you can download. The Dwell app is actually fantastic. We should try to get them to sponsor us. Right. He has no stately former majesty that we should look upon him nor appearance that we should be attracted this is Isaiah to him. 53. I would he fall was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows That's and acquainted with need grief, to have, uh, and like Earl one Jones from whom too. men hide their face. He was despised, and we did not that. esteem so that's him. that's the Bible app. Surely if you get the, uh, griefs, the U-version Bible will, app, yeah. you can actually listen to it. Carried. Pause that real quick, Jody. He's going to hate this, because on the Dwell app, you can actually get And that's that's, ca- that's better than that. Yeah, that was. This almost sounded like computerized, didn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. You can pick your ambient noise that's behind it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you can get like. I think you can do. Um, I think you can change going. his name on, or change uh, the the voice. And yeah, all the that Bible app is so if you can't, I, I, all yeah, all that. <laughs> if you can't find CDs, if you're if you're looking and you're like, that's a great idea, and I want to do that, but you can't find them. I'm just giving Ben crap now. No. Uh, yeah, you can get an app. <laughs> you can get an app for that. <laughs> There's an app for everything, Ben. You know that. Now. Dude, I've looked, and I never knew that the Bible app, or, and I never heard I, of Dwell. I got you. I'm going to hook you up yeah. after after the show. We're going to yeah, get all right. you all well, the Bible apps. You're yeah, going to you blow go. your mind. <laughs> Dwell's a good one, too. I wish I could figure out how to. It's got all the font settings, but it doesn't have a voice setting. But, yeah. That I love that idea. Um, you know, instead of turning on the radio, uh, you know, my problem is now is I have an hour drive to work, and so Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm doing podcast. Yeah, like I literally, am just, st- I'm just Dude. doing podcast left and right. Yeah, I'm, stop listening to that crap, dude. <laughs> well, most of it's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, I, I know I, you got to listen to the Bible, bro. Yeah, you're right. You know how many times, like, I don't even think my my disc with the Book of Romans works anymore <laughs> you done war paul out. i've scratched it scratch yeah. my cd that's great uh, that and ecclesiastes man i could listen to those two books of the bible for forever so right. I, I feel like we're talking just a, like there's a lot of life hacking going on in our talk today like mm-hmm. if you're not listening so i'm dyslexic i didn't read till i was 23 most of my quote-unquote reading happens via audiobook but I will listen to, I don't listen to the radio. As a musician, it's really weird for me to say that. But if I listen to the radio, I'm listening to listen for new stuff. Right. Like, I'll take a couple hours and like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm listening to the radio for a few hours to hear some new stuff. But 
when I'm driving down the road, there's an audio book in, right. um, and I'm trying to bust out two or three audio books a month. Um, back to no electricity. You mentioned this earlier when we didn't have electricity, no TV. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, he used to read 300 and something books a year. You know, the average yeah, American mm-hmm. reads one or two. Right. And we just, we've just dumbed ourselves down. Um, so listening to books counts. Um, listen to audio books, listen to the Bible, um, get some intake that's not, you yeah. know, Housewives of New York. So I just or ordered Kardashians. I just ordered a book uh, yesterday that'll be here tomorrow. It's a paperback paperback book. I do have audio books though. I've got about ten or twelve audio books called Humility: True Greatness by a guy named Andrew Murray. And Alistair Begg, when me and uh, my friend Anthony went to his conference, he he just mentioned it in passing. And so my my big like I'm running towards humility, tripping a lot. Right. But I'm I'm I've been on this search for humility now since November of last year when I went to John Eldridge's Wild at Heart conference, and um, so I'm trying to read any scripture. Uh, I trust, uh, you know, Beg's mm-hmm. recommendation of this book. I'm trying to do anything to, because I, I I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it Saturday. I, I've learned that humility is, it, like you, you pray for humility, mm-hmm. but like Peter doesn't say, pray for humility. He says, be, he humble. Says, be humble. Right. Right. So it's an action. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something you have to choose to do. Right. And so. Yeah, I, it, so I'm I'm getting ready to read this book because I heard I've heard great things about it. I got pro- go ahead. I got to do a better jo- I got to do a better job. I'm reading uh, tax free wealth right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with the eighty seven thousand uh, new yeah. IRS agents <laughs> now, you got to figure out how to get around this That's funny. stupid uh, stuff. Yeah, tax free um, wealth. Pri- pride is a uh, is an insecurity that we cling to. Yes. Literally, we cling to it as in we, we we don't want the walls to come down. We don't want the vulnerability to come down. We don't want, you know, this this word meek that's used in the Bible is not um, is not weak. It is, you know, learning to um, be obedient to God in all things and um, having an attitude that is humble, that is self-control that is that you control your outburst of anger that you do run away from sin that you do repent of your sins like that you humbly lay down on your face and pray to god like those things are um when we don't do those things that, that's such pride that is yeah. such and it's such an insecurity that we have a lot of times of thinking if i don't for 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 me years i'm not kidding dude up until I would say 2016, 2017, everything that I identified with had to do with money. Yes. It had to do with what I had, um, how much I made, you know, how big my company was, what kind of car I drove. Like that was literally the way that I lived. And every time that God would take that away, and I, I truly believe he took it away three times in a 20 year period. Yeah. Um, to, to bring me to a place of humbleness because I wasn't willing to do it myself. And so there's, there's a couple different ways you can become humble as you can be humble as Peter says, or you can wait till God humbles you that hurts worse. Um, but in that, 
in those moments, you know, each time he would he would just chisel off a little bit more pride, a little bit more pride, a little bit more pride to finally where, uh, and I'm I'm not there yet, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm humble. I'm saying that God is slowly doing that in my life, and and we have to. That's I think that's where most Christians fail. You know, I've I've been listening to um, a podcast called uh, "The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill," and it's about Mark Driscoll. And for years, I emulated that guy. Like I followed him. I listened to every sermon that he had. I watched every conference he spoke at. I read every book he wrote. And um, he was such a prideful turd. Like in the end, it just blew me away. How you know? And you can only be prideful if you grow that fast your church is that big and you're making this much money and your books are number one sellers because your church is buying them come to find out you know his church ended up buying all of his books i don't know if we're meant and and this is like i don't as pastors and as you know artists and i don't know if we're meant for that we're not meant to be worshipped we're not meant to be raised up to that level um yeah, I don't know if that's super healthy. I, yeah, and that's coming from someone who I spend money on marketing so people know who I am and listen to my music and like. No, I mean it's just interesting to. I mean, we we do that with with man up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, we brag about having eight hundred seventy five thousand followers on Facebook mm-hmm. and how big the app. Like, the, the there's a society has taught us that, especially. I was a businessman before I was a, a, a was a pastor, and so I still have that you know an entrepreneur. I still have that mentality in my head, like we gotta grow, we gotta grow, gotta grow, gotta grow, gotta grow, and and that brings in pride a lot of times. Um, I'm glad that I have guys like Ben. Ben has always said that he's gonna be the guy that keeps me humble, um, no matter what. And I think that's what Christians should do with each other: is that we do keep each other humble, that we don't allow ourselves. Um, because there are going to be seasons as a Christian that, man, there's not a lot of sin in your life well, and things are going well. And man, the next thing you know, you puff your chest out and God smacks well, you down. Fir- like first of all, we're a lot alike. Right. But second of all, unlike you, I'm not as well liked as you just naturally. <clears throat> I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm right. not being negative. I know who I am. Right. You are very well liked very easily. And it would be very easy for you to get a big head because I see a lot of me in you different ways, but the same thing. So because I see a lot of me in you, the reason, the reason why I'm always like that with you is because I see people, especially when we used to go out and do man up conferences more flock to you and this, that, and the other. So I always felt like it was my job to knock you down a couple (laughs) of, you know, notches because I I see it. it at least with me. I'm I'm an acquired taste, right. right? You're 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 a lot of people aren't, especially women, are not going to like me when they first meet me until they really get to know me, right? You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, but they, that's they, that's what I think. That's what what God has done in your life, though, has been really cool to watch. And I wish our audience could could watch it as well. But I've watched you over the last five years, literally step by step by step, get to a place to where your pride has is moving to the side. Yeah, I like, had a it literally I, is 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 so cool. I had one of the wives that I go back and forth with a lot um on vacation look across the lunch table at me the other day and say, "Ben, you have radically changed." Mm-hmm. And it's good yeah. to see. And, 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 and this is not this yeah. is not a person. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, we love each other, but this is not a person that's going to give me an open compliment in front of people, most people yeah. very easily. A lot of times we're just busting each other's hump, right? right. So it felt good. But my, I, I found out not too long ago as I was starting to prepare, I've, I've been preparing this talk for Saturday for about off and on for about three months mm-hmm. because I canceled twice right? because I wasn't ready. Um, going back to that verse about Joseph, I asked God not too long ago. Um, I, I told God, you, you are sovereign over my whole life. You have been in my life all my life, even when I denied you. Mm-hmm. Why did you let me? Because I have a life of failure. Right. I have a life of never living up to any expectation that anybody put on me by getting by on nothing but whatever the natural talent or ability that I had. Did you ever live up to your own expectations? No. No. And I didn't live up to I didn't live up to theirs. Again, we'll talk, I'm not going to get too deep because we'll talk about it I'll talk about it on Saturday. But my point is, I asked God, this was just a few weeks back, why did you let me make all the mistakes hurt all the people and do all the bad things that I did. And the Holy spirit clearly said back to me to humble you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. To That's good. humility. Right. Humility is the rich soil that the fruit of the spirit grow out of. Yeah. If you know who you are and who you're not and what you are and what you're not. Right. Yeah. Now God's got something to work with. And if you can figure out who you are. That's right. Yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, For Gozer, were you going to say something? I was. I completely forgot. Oh, I was going to say that's the point. Yeah. The point is growth. You know, the point is, and it's slow and steady growth. You know, we, we cannot, we cannot look across the table at someone who just got saved and say, you know, I'm expecting radical change in you. Like, why haven't you changed like this? Well, um, and that, that's a good point because a lot of times what happens um, when new believers come into a church, the old believers make them feel like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, that we don't realize that they've got to go through the same sanctification process that we did, and we need to allow them to fail. We need to allow them to make the mistakes and then come alongside of them lovingly and help them get through that. And the church doesn't, and, and I'm not saying... I'm saying the church in general, because if we did that a bit better, if we did that um, the way that Christ has taught us in his word, uh, we would have a different kind of church. And we, you know, and even as seasoned believers, we don't extend grace to other believers like we should as they're growing. Right. You know, we try to hold them to a huge standard, which is why, and I'm guilty of this too, which is why it says, you know, um, take out the speck from your own eye before right. you take out the log. I'm sorry, flip that log in your own eye before you take yeah. out the speck mm-hmm. in your neighbor's eye. But we're we are very harsh um, on new believers and wanting them to have this immediate change and and all the above and mm-hmm. not being reflective and looking back at our own lives and saying, oh wow, this is this is my process. This is how God has walked through me. And um, this is something I don't really share a lot of the stuff that, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit has shared with me, but this is one that I do try to share. Uh, And, and I don't know how you guys hear from the Holy Spirit, but it's usually my, 
my own voice in my own head speaking with more wisdom than I possess. Right. Um, you know and, that wasn't from Fergozo. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, like, oh, that was, was definitely <laughs> the Holy Spirit, yeah. Uh, but one of those things is it was very early in my walk. I had just given my life to Christ, and I was surrounded by some older believers that were like, hey, man, you know, uh, you should never drink again. You should never go to parties. You should, you know, read your Bible every day. You should, like, all these, like, list of rules that I got. Um, basically right. slapped in front of me, you know, never cuss, never get angry, um, never have lustful thoughts, like pray about all that stuff. And um, something the Holy Spirit gave me was, I'd rather have you be um, persistently consistent than briefly fanatical. Right. You know, what we don't need is we don't need to, you know, try to have, you know, a perfect existence after we give our life to Christ because it's not sustainable. If right. it was sustainable, why did Christ come? Right. If you could live perfectly, this is always my my argument to anyone who's throwing the pharmaceutical prescription mm-hmm. for, you know, religi- religiosity. Right. If you could do it by yourself, if you were capable of not sinning, why did God come down and give his life? Right. Why do that? Mm-hmm. You're not capable. You know, right. no one is capable of not sinning anymore. We're being refined. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah you know, we're yeah. Re- being refined by the maker. And that that job of refinement will be done when we mm-hmm. die. But up until that point, we're just a wretch. Yeah, I always say you, you won't be sinless, but you can sin less. Yeah. yeah. You know, as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus and you understand the, the, the voices that are talking to you and you start listening to that still small voice, you can... You can sin less. The sins that I have now are not anything like I had 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they're like the completely different. Um, you know, the struggles I have now sometimes are fear and worry. Like, I don't, I don't struggle with some of the big stuff that I used to. And yet, you know? like, it's important for us to remember. And yet, we, we quantify it as big stuff. Right. But it's just as big exactly. to be struggling with humility than it is to be struggling with pornography. Right. They're different sins. They're and it's not different levels. Right. It's different part of your walk. It's a right. different part of the refinement of what you're going through. Um every good deed I just I just remind myself over and over and over again every time I get haughty or every time um which is often mm-hmm. um every time I do something cool or or give to missions every good deed is a used rag a right. used toiletry rag yep. it is nothing good there's nothing good in me yep. um, the only thing good in me is the is the father who lives inside of me and it's just a constant reminder to keep us from thinking that we can be you know anything more than just a reflection uh, you know a minuscule reflection of christ for, for um Real quick, because I want to hit on that point you made earlier about it not being an immediate thing, because a lot of times from the pulpit, it's preached as that way. First mm-hmm. Peter 5, 9 and 10, resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. This is the important part. And after you have suffered for a little while, that's intentional endurance, because mm-hmm. suffering really means to endure. Right. It's not so much what's happening to you. It's that you endure whatever you're going through. That's to suffer. How much 
when Jesus said, how, how long do I have to suffer thee? How much, how long do I have to endure you idiots? Mm. Right. <laughs> the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. After you give your life to the Lord, you are going to suffer for a little while right. until he gets you to where he wants you to get because of yourself. It's, right. it's, it's you. Jesus says, I'm coming back to restore and make new. What? Mm -hmm. You. Right. Your heart. Yep. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's not now. Immediately, we should feel conviction of the Holy Spirit. Right. We should uh, struggle more with the sins that we're doing. If you're not struggling with your sin, you're not very close to God. Right. Like your sin should be tearing you up by the end of the night. Yeah. Especially yeah. that stuff that you're doing. Because it's really willful sin. That is the target of God. Because again, the, the definition of sin is to know right and not do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what God's focused on, the book of Hebrews says, you know, willful sin. Now, now, now we've got into that uh that area where that's that's really what God's looking right. at is your willful sin. Exactly. What we don't it's want to do, yeah, that's continual, continual sin. sin. Yeah, exactly. What we don't want to do is we don't want to take away from, you know, someone who said, I gave my life to Christ. And I was an alcoholic and God took that from me. And now I haven't had a drink since. And that sin's gone. Right. Awesome. God is capable of amazing things. Yes, for sure. That's real. Mm -hmm. That is not the norm. Right. That is not the norm. The Holy and, and you don't get any credit for it mm -hmm. because that's clearly the Holy Spirit right, who just exactly. came in and said, listen, we are going to have you carry a cross, but mm -hmm. this one will destroy you. And yeah. I'm taking it. I'm just going to take it from you. God's going to convict you, but you also have to be disciplined. You know, mm -hmm. when you when you start understanding and once you know to do good and don't do it, that is the sin. And that's why it's so important that we stay in the word of God, that we stay focused in prayer, that we're asking God to reveal our sins, even as an alcoholic or a drug addict or, um, I, you know, when I gave my life to the Lord in 2003, I mean, he literally took away um, my cussing. Cussing went away just almost immediately. Boom, gone. Took about six months for me to quit drinking. Uh, I quit smoking. Um, it, but what I didn't quit doing was pornography. That took me about two years to get that out of my life. And um, learning to, to capture your thoughts, learning to make sure that I didn't have any issues. And... Um, uh, with my lust, you know, trying to work on those. And that's a battle that I continue to fight, but I'm, I'm winning thanks to the power of the Holy spirit. And it's, it's so funny that different believers have different crosses to bear. It exactly. does seem, it does seem like that one in particular for men in general, yeah. it seems like, yeah, we're all, we're all holding that right, cross exactly. a little bit. Uh, but well, I you, have, I have friends who are believers who don't struggle with, alcohol at all mm -hmm. you know there's they, right. oh i've never had a drink i really don't have a desire to drink and actually it's funny to watch sometimes they will struggle with the pride yeah exactly of that well and that's and where just, that's where it's, it's so weird yeah <laughs> that's where as christians we have to realize where where you're at somebody may not be either higher or lower if you look at it you know based on spirituality so to speak yeah. um <clears throat> and we have to come we have to meet people where they are that's what jesus did but Jesus didn't leave them where they were. He brought them in and said, go and send no more. He, you know, told the rich young ruler to go sell everything up. Oh, he couldn't do it. That was his sin. You know, that was the one thing that was going to keep him away from God. And people have to really, you know, as believers, we have to make sure that we come alongside of people 
to encourage them to to be better in yeah. in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. You, one of the, the things, go ahead. Go I was going to say, Dave, um, on our app, asked, how do you recognize pride in yourself? And if you notice possible pride in another Christian, how do you help them see that? Well, if you're my so, buddy Preston Brown, he'll just tell me, tell bro, you. hey, you, you know what you are right now? You're being real pride, prideful, prideful yeah. and I don't like it. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Preston. He yeah. just calls it like he sees it. So, uh, yeah, that's a good a good answer. Um, on that second part of the question, Dave, what I would say is that um, you need to have a great relationship with somebody before you poke them in the proverbial chest about pride uh, or about sin in general. Amen. So make Amen. sure that you have a good relationship with them. Make sure that you're... You're um, in their sphere of influence, so to speak, and, um, you know, make sure that they know that you love them um, even when you come to them uh, with that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, for, for people just to walk up to somebody in church and say, man, you seem prideful or, you know, that's that's not going to work. That's how you push people out of yeah. the church. Uh, yeah, I, I pre- prefaced that statement with my buddy your buddy exactly. this is no, one of the did. i talk to yeah. this guy every single week he's a confidant <laughs> right. you know if you're a man and you don't have a group of small men you know that you talk to on mm-hmm. a weekly basis you need to grow right. it because it's people like that that i can tell my troubles to and they will put me straight listen yeah. i know you don't want to hear it from me right now but you're acting like a clown yeah. or i you know you shouldn't be doing xyz and you're just completely yeah. blind to this. I love you, but you're wrong. I've yeah. got about six or seven guys in my life that have the authority to to do that as well in my life. I think the ex- Dave. I think the exception to what they're talking about, and I think they're dead on, is this: if you notice somebody's got some type of pride that is hurting other people, mm. that is causing issues yeah, in the that, church, that, that, that is good. Ca- then then I would then I would address that head on. I've yeah. been there in a biblical. I've been manner. that. T- yeah, right. I've been that type of person. I've ruffled feathers with my pride mm-hmm. and arrogance before, and I've had people like you say something to me about it right. behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, I yeah, think that's you. I, I think that's a. I think that's a slippery slope because you have to make sure that you. you and listen, nobody's perfectly humble. No, I think I think humility. Um, I think the key to humility is understanding what right. what we talked about before, and that it, the same the same mighty hand that compelled. The Pharaoh to release Moses and his people is the same mighty hand that you and I live under. Amen. And when you know that, and you know you don't have any control over your your mm-hmm. birth, and you know ultimately you don't have any control over your death, right. now you're in a place of humility because you know right where you are on the food chain. Mm-hmm. But until God is that mighty person in your life, right. and until you understand that you also had no control mm-hmm. over what brought you to God. Right. You're you're never you're you're never going to reach the humility that, and that, goes that Peter's back. talking about in right. First Peter. And 5. that goes back to just knowing God. Yes, you've got to know God. You've got to understand who He is. If you go and read the Bible and you go through the Old Testament to the New Testament, man, you will see who God is. Yeah. And um, that's where we have to have that reverence, that fear, um, that awe of who He is. You know, um, I always go back to Job, you know, at the very end of the chapter where uh, he's finally like, well, God, when are you going to speak to me? And God finally speaks to him. He's like, dude, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Where were you when I did this? What were you doing? And then Job is like, 
I heard from you. Thank you. And let's move on. Um, I think that's where we all need to be. We need to hear from God in a mighty way. Well, think, real, real quick, sorry for going there. That, what you just said, you know that that's one of my three, four favorite parts of the Bible. Right. It's the longest God speaks in the whole Bible. Right. He, the longest God speaks in the whole Bible is essentially telling man, you have no idea yeah, what you're no. talking about. Right, exactly. You have no idea why I do the things that I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? That, right. that, that's literally, he takes the most time in the Bible to humble those men right. and Job. And Job, yeah, exactly. You know, who, who was starting to show inklings of, you know, a little bit of resentment. Is that me? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, yeah, you we we have to know we have to know where we are on the food chain as it relates to God, the kingdom, and heaven, uh, to ever to, to ever hope to have reached humility, right? You know, at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be humbled the day that we bow down at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. You know, that'll probably be the most humble that we ever are. Or the day that you gave your life to the Lord, that was probably the most humble, and it just kind of goes downhill from there. But. Um, Sean Horton asks, uh, do you think if you repent from drinking or any sin that is, um, has got a hold of you means that God has taken that sin away or has he really just changed your mind about committing that sin? Um, because I've never been a serial killer, but I know that I'm capable of being one as, uh, well, as well as any other sin that has been committed. Um, again, I, I think, you know, when you're talking about sin, uh, we have the capacity in our, our, whether it's our DNA, our soul, our mind, whatever, to do just about anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, even as a Christian, I think uh, you, the difference as a Christian than not being a Christian is that you now have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have an understanding of the word. You know, the, the Bible says that it, the, the, the Bible, the word is foolishness to those who do not believe. And for us who believe, we can understand the word of God, and it gives us the encouragement and the strength um, and the fear a lot of times not to do sin. And I think I think a, a lack of discipline sometimes, Sean, um, when you're especially dealing with a sin, um, like when I was in pornography, I would think, uh, I would think, man, I haven't gotten caught. Right. Let me do it one more time. Yeah. And I think, man, I didn't get caught then. Let me do it one more time. And sometimes the consequences to sin are not instantaneous because if they were, I mean, we would not do it again. Um, alcoholism sometimes can give you instant, instant consequences. Yeah. Uh, drugs can give you instant consequences. Well, uh, adultery can give you instant consequences. Sometimes, though, those sins we're able to hide in our back pocket and live in them a long time before anybody ever knows. Well, it's it's interesting, um, you know, and it's it's probably just one of those things that because I was raised so Levitical, like anytime someone brings up drinking um, as a sin, I'm like, oh, let's be clear, it's not a sin. Being drunk is a sin. Yeah. But the, yeah. yeah, the reason the reason I bring it up is because the long term effects of sin sometimes don't show right up. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I'd say the majority of America deals with, and we talk about it on this podcast because you guys have been working your butts off working out, is gluttony. Mm -hmm. 
we are killing ourselves literally, you know, in, in, in churches across America, we'll attack, we'll attack drinking because you can see the effects. Oh, happen. I see where you're yeah. going with you this. Can, dude. You you're about ready to drop a bomb. No, it, it Everybody is. needs to turn because, this up. Cause I know what you're about to say. Cause it is what it is. But we will joke, we'll have potlucks. Well, I mean, we did it today on the podcast and I'm not coming at you guys, but it's like, man, we ate so much. I gained this much weight. Yeah. But at the adverse, if I came on, cause I do, you know, I, I love cigars. I love whiskey. I drink with my buddies and yeah. you know, we do that sometimes. Right. But if I came in here and I said, dude, I had like, like I had a lot. I had like Trash, four to right. six drinks last right. night and I was just like, man, I went in hard. Everybody would be like, "Man, I think you need prayer." Well, you've got you've got I'm just saying. I thought you were point. going deeper. I you you've got 300 pound pastors judging or preaching about being drunk in the in the pulpit now, as they stand on stage and, suffering from gluttony. Right. And now, we I'm not do. Being, and I'm, I'm not being mean. I'm just saying it goes back to what you said about we as Christians we're horrible to each other. Yeah, and I know. Hey, listen, that's I where know we the were. Log. I mean, we were gluttonous. We're we're fat. I'm, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's yeah, just no. it. So I know the log that's in my good. eye. You know, I just released right. a song about it. You know, mm-hmm. if you go listen to to you know drunk on uh, on Spotify, but I talk openly about this stuff mm-hmm. because we as Christians. Um, how do we deal with sin? We really have to go back again. Every good deed is a filthy rag. Every bit of us is sin. There is nothing in our lives that is not sinful. Um, to God's eyes, we are incapable of being perfect. And so, um, when we, when we look to answer the gentleman's question, what do you do? Like, is God taking these things out of your life? You know, is he repenting mm-hmm. you? Um, Jesus himself said to the Pharisees, if you think mm-hmm. a lustful thought, you, you, you committed, committed adultery. adultery. Right. So he's not saying don't ever think lustful thoughts. That's ridiculous. He gave you hormones. You know, um, I would say don't linger mm-hmm. on lustful thoughts. But well, he the said, Bible also says capture your thoughts. Yeah. So that's where you know the the thought the the problem with um, the problem with sin is that when sin becomes an action or when the the thought process becomes an action, that's where you get into trouble, um, and you can take that thought and go further than you're supposed to go, for yeah. sure. Um, it's the same thing with you know with lust. That's why I'm saying if. If sin were had immediate consequences, man, there would be a lot less sin in the world. And I think the ones that do have immediate consequences, we latch on to, you know, because we right. can see them um, and we can point them out and say, mm-hmm. look, that is sin. Um, but I think Jesus is trying to do us a solid when he's talking to the Pharisees and say, if you think if you think about murder, it's murder. He's making no, the point. Hate. If you think about it, oh, if you sorry, hate your brother, you hate that's your murder. Brother. If you hate your brother, it's murder. So yeah. he's he's taking it to the extreme to help us realize there is no escaping the depravity of man. No, no, no. Yeah. He, yeah. You, the, to me, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole uh, point of the Bible is this. There's one way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're going to fail at whatever you try to do. Your only hope is Jesus Christ. And the Bible keeps pushing us back to Jesus. Dude, right. the book of Hebrews says if you willfully sin, there is no more sacrifice 
that 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 cleanses you from that. Now I know that's not what that means literally, but but who doesn't have some will? Dude, I'm driving down the road one day. Some lady cuts me off on Lindbergh on Tesson Ferry. This is exactly what I say to myself. If I had my gun, I would shoot her in the back of the head. And I am a Christian. I fell down on my knees in 1998. I committed my life to God in 2013 to the degree that I can call myself a follower by then. And I want to shoot somebody in the back of the head with a hey. nine millimeter because she inconvenienced me by not turning on her blinker Bitch. and cutting me off. You get we're not supposed to say the quiet stuff out loud. I don't you care. Keep those I'm, saying to yourself. I'm saying it. You want me? You want me on this show? I'm here. Hey, this is who I am. That's what my brother and I have always talked about that, especially with wrestling. You know, you get all these skills of like taking people down, choking them out, all the above. He's like, hey, man, are you ever sitting in like, you know, a business meeting? You're like, I could just take everybody out here. I'm like, yeah. You're not supposed to tell people you have those thoughts. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll lock yeah. us up and yeah. throw away the key. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely have, it's like that uh, Minority Report. You remember that movie with yeah. Tom oh, Cruise yeah. where they would, you know, catch, put you in jail before you ever did anything? I, I like uh, I like Fergosa's story of his buddy where Fergosa's like, no, man, I gave him the thumbs up. And he's like, God knows what you did in your heart. Yeah. yeah. You flipped him <laughs> off. California, just called, him, called him out. Yeah, that's kind of like yeah. when I say flipping. Yeah, flipping. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, I would say, uh, D- Sean, you know, I-, I know your struggles, buddy. You've been on the podcast, and, um, you know, I appreciate your open- openness and honesty about your struggles. And, uh, I, you know, dude, you just got to keep plugging away. You got to keep, you know, um, one step forward, two steps back is – or two steps forward, one step back is still forward progress. Yeah. You know, you're going to have those days, man. You're going to go and – um, sometimes you're going to start at zero. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to go, you know, weeks and months and years, and all of a sudden you're going to fall back on some sin that's in your life. The, and, um, the refining process, it really, mm-hmm. that, that story in the Bible really helps me. Right. So the blacksmith, when a blacksmith refines a metal, um, yeah. there's a bunch of impurities mm-hmm. and he has to, he has to cook it out. Heat you know, up, you heat yeah. it up, you cook it out, and then they what they would do is they would sc- they scrape it off the top, and then they heat it some the more. Dross. The dross, the yeah. dross, yes. they, yeah. and they keep scraping. And the interesting thing is, it says um, that the maker is looking for his reflection because mm-hmm. you know that the metal is pure mm-hmm. when it looks like a mirror, and right. the maker can see his own reflection in you. So those mm, those those sins, I mean it's not me. This is this is biblical. Those sins, he is refining them out of us. Right. Uh, over time. It's not happening now. I'm I'm horrified by um you know going on going on tour and running into people and you know seeing people from my past that I've wounded and have to be like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." You know, I'm still being refined too. Um, there's a, I had a great conversation with one of my old buddies on the phone the other night and, um, he was asking me how, you know, corporate America is going corporate America is not good, man. When I'm on tour, when I'm doing music, when I'm doing this stuff, I'm like a kind, loving person. Like I'm in my calling, like all these things. And I'm, I'm great to people when I'm corporate America. I am not a pleasant person. I'm, I'm spiteful. I'm, you know. Yeah. Just angry yeah. all the time when people, if someone doesn't do their job to like 
the umpteenth ability, then I'm just, you know, talking mm-hmm. about them behind their back. I can't, how did this person even get hired? You know, I'm just, right. I'm just a jerk. Um, and it's those, it's, it's immaturity, you know, it's, it's pride. It's, it's all these things that we talk about, but the maker slowly, part of the reason I probably still have to work in corporate America and I'm not just doing music full time anymore is so God can refine some of those things yeah. out of me, shine a light. You know, I've, I've cried tears of God. We left California. I was full time music. I had my dream mm-hmm. job of just doing acting and singing and traveling around. But don't Why? you, don't you think a lot of those people that are really successful pretty much sold their soul to an extent? Depending on depending on what genre, depending on in, what I mean, especially, genre, especially in that kind of business, you know, depending on where they, you know, when it's almost like they sell their souls. You, you see these people come out of nowhere, all of a sudden they're they're massive. Whether it's movies or I haven't know, radio I haven't told or, you the the Scientology story yet on the podcast. Oh, of my audition Did in the Scientology church. Oh, you're out kidding. in L.A. Oh, dude, it is creepy. Um, so dude. when I first moved into L.A. Uh, I got on, I'm like, I have no resume, no nothing. And I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to go on Craigslist and I am, I'm going to apply for those jobs. I'm going to apply for every acting job. Like I am going to get an agent. And I was busting my rear every day. Uh, shout out to my little brother who paid my rent for a year. Big Willie paid my rent, dude. My little brother took care of me for a year just so I could do like full time. Right. And really give it a shot. So anyway, I, I answered this Craigslist ad auditions looking for new talent in L.A. I show up and it looks like this big Catholic church. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. A big Catholic, like this is neat. I show up. They got a little buzz me in. Hey, what's up? It's Fergoza. Uh, they, they let me in and we're in this like basement. Um, really, like you can tell this church has money. So I'm like, they're real Catholic. Um, and so we go down there and we're doing auditions and they're clapping for everybody as they go and. There's some decent singers, but, you know, nothing super stand out. I get out up there and I play and this dude in this white suit, totally creepy now that I think back. It was like, <laughs> that was great. Oh, okay, what was your name again? Why don't you meet me over here? Like he sent everybody off stage left. And when I got done, he was like stage right. Why don't you come over here and talk to me? And then we went into the, some other room and he was like, hey, so what we want to do is we want to have you come back. Uh, we want to get you tested tonight. We want to make sure that you're clear. And then if you're clear, then we're going to make some things happen for you. You know, we're going to, and he starts, and I'm like, dude, I just get this evil feeling. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I was like, oh, well, I actually have this thing I got to get to. And I got to, I got to go do this tonight. But tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be back, you know. So I get super creeped out when someone's like selling your soul or, you know, yeah. just giving up. Like, forget about saying selling your soul. You, I could have quite literally said, hey, I know I'm a believer, but they have an opportunity here. Right, exactly. I could just play the game. Yeah. I could play the game, and this guy's telling me he'll take mm-hmm. care of everything. They'll mm-hmm. give me money. They'll give me a record deal. They'll, t- you know, they'll pay. He's like, you got whatever it is. You got it. We got you. Mm-hmm. Just you got to be, you got to be clear. Right. You know, and like whatever they would have told me to do if I would have just done, done it. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Having Holy having God. said all this that we've talked about over the last, I don't know, several minutes about uh, <laughs> the refining process and, you know, God sanctifying us, which is which is all good. There's there's a fine line there, right? There is. Yeah, there's a fine line there between that and and moving over to where we're cheapening grace or worse. And so we, yes, we, exactly. we don't want anybody to think that we're saying, hey. 
be comfortable with your sin. You're going to mess up. It is what it is. That's not what we're saying. That's, well, Paul, not, the, that's, yeah. that's not the spirit here. We were talking from more of a Christian judging another Christian, right? right? But their willful sin is frowned upon right. by God. And that, if, if you, I, I've said it before when I was on the podcast earlier, before my sabbatical, you, you, you tried to quit on me. Just, focus, just focus, so people know. focus on, focus on willful sin. Focus on that first to get Amen. some gains. Because if it's, if, if, if you can, if you can knock some of that stuff out of your life, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're probably never, you're, you're, you know, you may not, you may, you may not want to shoot somebody in the back of the head, right? but it's going to be hard to, in the spur of the moment, in a, in a, when you, when you get emotional to not get mad at somebody for cutting you off, well, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but willful yeah. sin, you know, those, those, and you, and everybody out there knows what they are. You, right. you think about doing something, uh, you, you know, it's wrong. And you you can you know you continue to march towards it, but you man, I really know it's wrong, and that that's that's willful sin. So first, go go ahead. Ahead. well, go I'm just gonna say real quick, and you're probably pulling it up on your Bible right now. Like Paul speaks on this, you know, we, hey, okay, grace is amazing. So what we should do is we should go on sinning. That yeah. way, grace may abound. Right. May says, it never whoa. be. Whoa, whoa, that's whoa, whoa. By it. no means. That's yeah. the NASB. That's weak. May it never be. I like God that. forbid. That's By what he really no says. Means. So here's First John 3, 9 says this. It says, no one is born of God, practices sin. Because his seed abides in him, he cannot sin because he is born of God. Um in Galatians five nineteen is one of my favorite verses. Uh, it says, "Do for those who continue in these sins." Um, and I'll actually read that real quick. And I would I, I would I say before, a continuation but. just for those because I know people are are searching for clarity because I searched for clarity on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, a continuation of sin is a willful disobedience yes. with no conviction. Right. Meaning, um, this is good. It's profitable. I'm going to step into it. Right. And it's, you know, it's going to be a part of my life now. Um, and I'm going to accept it. If you're struggling with something, um, yes, you know, even if you're stepping into it and sometimes we run towards sin that we shouldn't, you know, we have right. this, um, we have this unhealthy relationship with a particular sin. Um, as long as you are still being convicted of it and you are still fighting that fight, yes, you know, right. that is healthy, Amen. you know, and you should bring other people into that. You shouldn't do it by yourself, right. whatever that sin is. Um, you have to still be fighting it. It's when you relent and say, okay, right. I think, and I'm going to stop fighting this sin. It's not that bad. Right. It's just, it's going to be part of my life. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and that's Gal- that's where okay. Galatians 5.19 comes. It says, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immor- immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, enviness, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I have forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Thank God for Jesus. Gosh, amen. For amen. Hebrews Hebrews ten twenty six through 31, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there are no longer...
expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace? I'll just go ahead and stop there. Amen. That's good. So stuff. that that that's what we need to work on in our lives is that willful sin. Those those sins that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, He convicts us, and we say, you know what, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, it's an it's an insurrection. You yes. know, it's a it's a willful disobedience. That was, um, and again, one of the uh, early times in my life where the Holy Spirit said something to me. I didn't know what it was. I had to go look it up. Amen. Uh, I was praying. You know, I was like, God, hey, forgive me for this sin, forgive me for this sin, forgive my insurrection. And I was like, ooh, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, and just just so hey, everybody that up. Just so everybody knows, when you see me reading my Bible off my phone, it's because I forgot my glasses. <laughs> I mean, I, you and forgot I, and your I, I'm, CDs. My, I'm still working on humility, so I'm so prideful. I can't get, I will not buy a Bible with big lettering. And every time I forget my reading glasses, because I don't wear glasses, I have good vision as far as far away. I I have to read it off my phone because I can make it bigger. (laughs) Yeah, I wish people could see, like, this is a text from Fergoza. Y'all could probably read it from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how big my letters are on my phone because I can't see squares. Jody's over there talking, you need to get your Bible out and smell it and touch it. And every time I read my Bible and I forget my glasses, I'm over here on the phone going, don't listen to Jody, he's an idiot. It's guy. It's real. It's yeah. real, man. You can feel it. It's there live is something. There is something different. You know. Um, oh, there is. So I've overcome so my. In my book, I wrote. Um, I uh, when I was in the military, when we first start off, and for those who are in the military, I know what I'm talking about. They give you what's called a rubber duck, and a rubber ducky, and it is an is a rifle, an M16, that is literally made out of rubber. It, it has no mechanical parts on it, and so. They give that to you in boot camp, and uh, you're you're literally learning how to hold it. You're you're learning how to stand at attention. You're um, never leave it behind. Never leave it behind. You're presenting on it, man. If you leave it behind, you're screwed. And I'll tell you a story about that one day when I did it. Um, <laughs> and and they give it to you so you learn how to 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 use it. Well, later on, uh, later on in boot camp, they'll give you a full M16, but it's got a lock on the end of it. It's got a red lock. Uh, you get a blank magazine and you're able to take it apart and clean it and uh, put it back together. So you're learning all the mechanics of it. Well, a few months or a few weeks later, they'll give you a full metal jacket, which means that they've given you full ammunition. You're going down the drive, the, the front driving range. That shows you how old I am. Play, want to play golf. No, it shows you how, Dri- yeah. how, what you've been doing lately. <laughs> yeah, <is> exactly. <laughs> uh, go down the firing range and now you're literally standing there and you have this gun and all of a sudden you feel the power that you have behind everything that you've learned and everything that you've been going through. Now you have the power to, to take a life or to save a life. Your Bible is much the same way. If it's closed and it looks like a rubber ducky, it looks good. It feels good. Um, makes you look like you, you know, have something to, of, of power, but it does not work until right. you, until you open it up. Yeah. You can open it up and you can realize, okay, man, I got pages here. I've got words. And until you truly, it's like, it's like the M16 with a lock on it. You know, you can take it apart. You can flip pages. I could even draw in it and write in it and all that kind of stuff, but it still has no power. 
until I actually dive into the Word of God, until I start reading the Word of God, then I realize I have the power to save a life, and I have a power to take a, the power to take a life out of the enemy's hands, yeah. just like an M16. And that's, what I, that's why I like the Bible, because not the Bible, but a, a physical Bible is because it fe- I can feel it. I, you know, I, I now flip the pages, and I'm reading it, and it becomes alive, active, and it cuts bone to, to marrow. Well, it, it, there is something different. Um, I have overcome my dyslexia, so I'm a fairly proficient reader, and I will read the Bible. It, it is the living word, and the word was God. Um, it, 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 there is something about reading it that does speak into your life. Yep. Now, I will cheat if I'm, if I'm trying to knock out, you know, a couple chapters, I'll get my Bible out and then I'll put on, you know, the dwell app right. and I'll read along with it if I'm cheating. And that's a good idea too. That's not, you know, that's not a bad idea. Like I, I had never read a book. I gave my life to the Lord. I had never read a book uh, other than Cliff Notes. I grew up in the time when there wasn't a Google, um, you know, to do that. So we had what things called Cliff Notes. So it would literally break down a novel into about 15 pages. So I could read, you know, just the synopsis of what a book is. I did not read a book until I gave my life to the Lord. And the first book that I read was I started in the Bible was Revelations because I had a thing for the occult when I was an atheist. Like I loved the omen. I loved the exorcist. I love scary. You know, I love those kind of, I didn't believe in God, but I, I thought I believed in the devil. I don't know. It's <laughs> stu- you know, looking back on it, it's kind of stupid, but uh, every movie that I ever loved always had the book of revelations in it. So I thought, well, crap, I'll just read that. That was the first book that I read as a, as a Christian. And, um, uh, I would not suggest that for most people. <laughs> it's kinda, it kind of screws you up. But what, <laughs> what ended up happening from that was I, I had a love of the word. Like it, it became a part of me where I couldn't get enough of it. And I started reading it. And so like in, I hope y'all don't think I'm bragging, but what I do in my Bible is, is for my self edification is that every time that I read a book and this is a a newer Bible, um, I had my old Bible and I was looking at it during family camp. And what I do is when I read a book, let me find it here as I literally will just go in and I jot down a a tick mark next to the Mm -hmm. chapter as I read it. Uh, and that's what I have in this Bible so that I know that I read the, the book or, you know, trying to go through the Bible. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to do is get to heaven and have Amos or Haggai say, Hey, did you read my book? Yeah, exactly. So no, I didn't. I go, yeah. I go through and a little I, lackluster. I write all those, you know, I tick all those, you know, check mark those off. But, uh, what that has done for me, I like to be disciplined in that. I've probably gone. Oh, I know that I have, I've gone through the Bible 17 times. Yeah. Um, since 2003, uh, I want to do that more and more, you know, just as I study it. And I haven't even done my, you know, since I'm going to seminary, all the studying that I'm doing, I'm not necessarily writing that down. But I know it, it does something to you when you read it. It does something to you when you're ingesting it. It does something to you when you start applying it. And it does something to you when you start teaching it. Yeah, That's the cool thing about, you know, growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus is when you start discipling, when you start teaching it, you actually learn more than your disciple yeah. does a lot of times. Well, the that's, best the best way to learn is to teach. To teach I don't care yeah. what anybody says. Yeah, you're that's right. The best way to learn is to teach. That mm-hmm. we do. Um, that's one of the things in wrestling we did. You know, my coaches did a really good job of, um, and I do every time I'm teaching someone is 
okay, this is how you do the move. Great. Now I want you to tell tell me how to do it. I'm yeah. gonna get down now. What do I do next? Right. And then the group will be, oh, you need to do, you know, you need to do this next. Okay, now what? Oh, you got to lift your head like this? No, 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 no. Like, the, oh, like this. Yep. And, you know, those details um, in a sport like wrestling really matter. And, again, you know, using that to translate over to the Bible and using it. It's how you can tell when things are authentic. Yeah. You, know, you awesome. guys have talked about this, yeah. you know, the dollar bill. Hey, study the dollar bill. You want to learn how to get fakes, counterfeit yeah. fakes? Study, study the, the original. Yeah, you look at the you look at the original. Mm-hmm. You study that. You know that the, when when you teach, you are responsible for the success of the other person, mm-hmm. and it and it puts a it puts a uh, puts a responsibility on there that you that that if you're any type of decent human being, you want to excel at teaching someone something. Right. So you look at it deeper. You study it more. You you know you want to make sure that you get the context right and this that and the other. That's good. That's good. Well, all right, boys. I think that was a great night. Uh, well, thank you yeah. guys for a great conversation. Stephanie, I'm glad you said so much back there. Appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> well, we didn't plan on preaching, but no, it we felt didn't. like I, that. I, this was almost for us. I, you know, I think it's so been, too. It's, it's been, been so long. We did, couple we weeks. This. Yeah, I think I think that was good though. That was yeah. Uh, it was good. nice. My first night back, just us. Yeah, it was. Get yeah. get settled in and get back into the swing of things. Yep. So. For Goza, I'm going to give you a little shout out here yep. to your song as we talked about Drunk. It's on Spotify. And uh, I, I've, to- I've told you this in the past. I'm a lyrics guy. And this, you know, just the lyrics in this for me, like I, it's just an honest and open conversation that you're having with your audience. And uh, when you did our conference last year and then spoke that out doing that testimony man it just it was awesome to to hear that so this is drunk by fregoza appreciate it man thank you one of our um one of our guests coming up soon is going to be clint lowry from seven dust oh cool and uh, i'm excited about that uh, i talked to him last week a couple weeks ago actually and uh, he's going to come on and give his story and talk about uh you know seven dust is a huge rock band um you know and it's kind of the genre that I like. I like grunge. You know, I like um, like all of the old stuff, yeah. you know. Um, and so I'm excited about that. So good song there for Goza. Well, guys, um, for those of you listening, please download the podcast. You can get it on any uh, podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, and many, many more. Uh, also download our app guys Um, again you're partnering with us through this app we would love for you to be there Uh, we do charge a monthly fee for it because it is that good of an app we are so uh, blessed by it Uh, we're excited about it It is a community app uh, much like facebook uh, better than facebook because we don't have all the garbage that's on there and it's a lot of uh, men just growing in the grace and knowledge of jesus trying to uh, just live out life and um, we're getting to do it together it's a community that is online and um, again be looking for on our social media platforms we will be launching a bible study this friday morning at 6 30 we will be going through my book man up becoming a godly man in an ungodly world and it looks like this you do not have to have read the book in order to join the bible study uh, we're going to start first thing Friday morning on what a testimony is. Um, we're going to preach the gospel to make sure that you know that you know Jesus Christ. 
and then we're going to talk about how to write your testimony out. That's literally how that book started off. I just started yeah. writing my testimony, and the next thing you know, I got a book. So Friday morning, 630, it will be a Zoom link. Make sure that you look for that, and it will be live on the app. Um, guys, any last word? Well, then we'll be back Monday night, yes. so back to normal night. Again, this was a one-off here on a Wednesday. Exactly. As a matter of fact, let me tell you who our uh, guest is on Monday night. Let's see here. Um uh, I've got uh, Cole Rogers um, coming on, and um, he is um, – he's got a website called The School of Man. That will be Monday night at 8 o'clock, August 15th, and we're excited about that. If you get an opportunity uh, to go check out his website, and uh, that's about it. Cool. Yep. All right, guys, y'all have a blessed day, and we shall see you on Monday night at 8 o'clock. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.